Why don't you think the, the newer generation of artists are interested or seem to want to embrace the history of the others who came before them to essentially get them to where they're at now? You know, that old saying, you got to know where you came from to get a better understanding of where you're going. You know, our past is, is the foundation. And I think the young people are more, you know, inquisitive today. You know, we got Google and, 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 and the internet and, and they're finding out a lot of different things. So that, that, uh, that history is important. You know, the foundation is important. Um, and I think they're just, just they just want to know, you know, uh, people want to know where they came from, you know, who's my daddy type thing, you know, uh, people want to know their history and their past. You know, we have, uh, but the genealogy uh, test and, and different things where people are going way back to their ancestors and Africa and Europe and different places, you know, find out where they came from. And it's the same with, with music. What's the foundation of our music? You know, I'm a drummer. So I like going back. I listen to all the old drummers and, and that's how I got my particular style of, of, of playing percussion. I listened to you know, Joe Morello and, and Buddy Rich and, and all the, the different drummers of the past, Bill Maxwell, and put my own style together. And I think a lot of the young people that are in, uh, in music, and in particular Christian hip-hop and rap, they want to know the foundation, you know? And so I think it, it's, it's, that's where we are in history today. A lot of artists in, in all types of music, actually, they always think like, the generation or two before them is like corny or less than it's like, you know, the new school hip hop. Oh, I don't want to listen to that golden era hip hop or even rock and roll and stuff that was like in the sixties. And you have people now it's so advanced, you know, the type of like artistry that they have. And they're like, why do I want to listen to the Beatles? Like none of that makes sense to them. So how do you, in, in your opinion, take this golden era of CHH and that sound and what you guys were doing and kind of package it in a way to show this generation that, hey, like as cool as you guys might be and stuff now, like that was us back then. And, and this is why, and this is why it's important. <laughs> it, it, you know, I, I look at, a lot of times you can look at what the world is doing to see what, what the spirit of God desires to do. But a lot of times Christians are slow to grab it. You know, you look at many of your secular rappers, what did they do? They went back and they sampled James Brown back in the 60s and the 70s. And they, they sampled Rick James and different ones. You know, they went back in history and brought it forward. And even my message to uh, young people that want to get into, uh, in fact, I had some, some young people, we did a big rap concert and, and I'm the old school guy. And we had some of the young people come that were, you know, want to get in rap. And so, I, in fact, I gave them all a copy of all my music. And they took it home and listened to it. And they all came back and said the same thing. It's like, we get it now. We know the foundation now. Because my foundation, what I always wanted to, to, to share with them was, it's not about the beat. It's not about all the pyrotechnics and all that. You know, it's about the word of God. Take the scripture and put it into the rap style of music. You can talk about your testimony, but, it's not the beat, it's but the word. The Bible says the word will not return void. And so all the young people I try to engage, I point them to the Bible. I point them to the word of God. And they, they all say the same thing. We get it now. And I see them kind of switching their attitude. You know, we all need an example before us. None of us get to where we are by ourselves. Somebody had to open the door, lay a foundation. And uh, uh, 
like my first song uh, that I did, Bible Break. I go through all the books of the Bible, right, from Genesis Revelation. Where I got that from, I was inspired by uh, a, a, a pastor named Happy Caldwell and the Agape Singers out of Nashville. They were they were Southern Gospel, but he had a song called The Books of the Bible. And I learned that, you know, as a teenager. So I kind of, you know, took that and incorporated, well, he's Southern Gospel, you know, old guy. And here I am, a you know, 17, 18, 19-year-old African-American kid at Oklahoma University, and I'm listening to Southern Gospel by old white dude, <laughs> you know. But I stole that, brought it forward. And I hope somebody will take what I've done and I'll take it to the next level. Yeah, that's great, man. And you said the word uh, attitude in there, and that word has forever changed uh, for me because of your song. And watching you perform it live and doing the sound check with attitude, just singing the attitude. Now, every time I hear that word, I think of I think of your song, and it gets stuck in my head. So even all these years later, this is this is your impact on me with your attitude song. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I always want the songs to have a message. And as I said, I was a youth evangelist man for like twenty-seven years, and doing youth ministry and motivating young people. And back in the gosh, eighties, late eighties, going into the nineties. You know, I said there were several kind of young people. There was musical youth and designer youth. The musical youth, you know, they knew at the time, this is this is 80s and 90s. I used to say they knew more about Michael Jackson than Jesse Jackson. You know, they knew more about Prince than Principal. Those were the musical youth. They could recite all the words to every song Michael Jackson ever done. And then you had designer youth. You know, they knew more about Calvin Klein than Einstein. And so they thought if I got this, that designer attitude, or I got this musical attitude, you know, that's that's who I am. I said, no, Jesus is the attitude. And that was the whole idea, even putting that song together. So you 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 had told me a while back that you were working on new music, whatever, what had ever happened with that? Still working on it. Still working I, on it? I'm, extre- I'm extremely busy, man. I, I'm wearing I too it. many hats. I, uh, I'm a college professor. Uh, where I teach full-time. I'm director of Christian Ministry Center at Bacon College, which is the oldest college in Oklahoma. It was founded as a uh, originally Indian University. It's the oldest college in Oklahoma, founded as a ministry by the American Baptist Church to the Native American people. In 1880, it was against the law to educate Indians in Indian territory. So Almond Bacon came out here from the American Baptist Church and started Indian University. Later, named it after him, Bacon College. So I'm there full-time teaching young people to get into ministry. I pastor Muskogee uh, Praise Center Family Church and Tulsa Praise Center Family Church. And I do part-time at uh, Solid Foundation Preparatory Academy where my six-year-old granddaughter is in second grade. So I'm busy, man. This, this so sounds like more work. Class. Sounds like more yeah. work than actually touring. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I... Uh, well, the interesting part of it with the college, they use my celebrity, as it were. You know, we have flyers that we send out that say, hey, Steve Wiley, Gospel Rap Pioneer, is going to be at such and such a high school, and you need to come. And so kids show up at the high school. I do my rap presentation, and then I say, hey, you want to go to college? Minister the Word of God and give them a college education. But I've got music, man, in my vault, as it were, 
that, you know, I was telling somebody today, the Bible break went through all the books of the Bible. I got a song that I wrote years ago, which will probably be my next release. Uh, it, it teaches the Ten Commandments. It goes through all the Ten Commandments. So when a young person learning it, they're learning the Ten Commandments. I got another song I wrote called Christian Girl. Every Mother's Day, my mother would come to our church and because she was she was traditional Methodist, but she'd come to the Pentecostal church and I would do that song for my mother and for my wife. And just to give you a, a peek about it, the name of the song was Christian Girl. The thing about a Christian girl, you know, she's kind of hard to find. It really blows your mind when you meet one with all the qualities of God's son. And she's the only one that can really get scripture in the time of need. It doesn't matter what the color, what the race, the creed. That's the only type of woman I want in my world, a Holy Ghost-filled Christian girl. So I've got some songs I'm ready to bust out with. It just won't be long. We're waiting, man. We're waiting. And uh, my my final question to you is, what when you know when it's all said and done and people look back at your career and, and your impact, what do you want them like what would you want your legacy to be? The word of God. I want my music to reflect the word of God. And I've had young people come up to me and they're reciting my rap songs. So, oh man, I heard that scripture, or I read that scripture in Ephesians, or I read that scripture in Psalms, or I read that scripture. I try to put as much scripture. Even the song uh, that I just did, uh, Christian Girl, it, it, it has a line, Proverbs 31, 26, to my surprise, a Christian girl is wise. Young fellas, open your eyes. See, I always put scripture in there so young people say, oh, Proverbs 31, 26, and they flip over there and find it, you know? So I want them to remember me for putting the word of God first. Awesome. It, indulge me for one more second. This is, this is me being, uh, just trying to be funny. You come face to face with Curtis Blow. What's the first thing that's coming out of your mouth? Praise the Lord, brother. Has anybody told you today you are loved and appreciated? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. You know, I have had opportunities. Uh, in fact, he's had opportunities for us to get together. And I've been told, you know, he didn't want to talk to me. That's what I've been told. I don't know. But people that know him and, and know me, you know, uh, you know, but I understand he's born again now. He's preaching the gospel. So maybe he's doing some of my other song now. Maybe he's got the right attitude. That would be funny. He's like, yeah, I have this new song called the, called the Bible Breaks. <laughs> Wait a second. What's what's going on, man? You're going to have to come to blows with Curtis Blow if that happens. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm not going to come to blows. No, won't, won't get that far. But as I say, he's a Christian brother. So, you know, uh, it is what it is, man. See, but here's the good part for me. I sincerely believe if I had gone in that direction, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. We wouldn't be talking. I wouldn't right be now. doing what I'm doing. Yep. We wouldn't be talking. But thank God, God flipped the strip and made me a, a pioneer in Christian rap, and I'm, I'm thanking Him for it. Thank you, thank you for in, indulging that question, um, Stephen. Always a, a pleasure to speak to you. I'm glad I can actually speak to you in in your your own office under your plaque. That's really cool. And uh, uh, man, just best wishes with everything moving forward i know you got a lot going on and whenever that music is ready let me know i'm here you'll be the first to know man i got your number okay 